If you're like me, perhaps now for the past few weeks, you've already been listening to Christmas music. Maybe it's because it's been on the radio station you listen to, because you played it on your iPhone, because you've streamed it through Pandora or Spotify or whatever source you use. And a lot of the Christmas songs we often listen to are those that are quite familiar to us, the very songs that we're singing on this Christmas day. But you might hear from time to time new songs that some artist has written in order to capture the mystery of Christmas in a new way. A few weeks ago when I was at a restaurant in Oshkosh, there was right next to the register some Christmas CDs, and they were selling them for $5, and I said, well, I'll buy one, and so I did, and uh, a few days later, I was in my car, I was making a long drive, and I saw in my seat there it was, and I said, well, let's listen to it. So I put it in, and I listened to each song, one after another. But eventually, one of the songs came on, and it was a song that I played again and again and again. And there was a particular reason, because I was mesmerized by one of the verses of the song. And I think I played it again and again and again, because I knew that I was going to preach on it today. And so I wanted to listen to it again and to gain the insights that I was having with it. The song was called, Oh, What a Glorious Night. And it was uh, sung by a, a Christian band. And one of the verses of the song was this. The shepherds wondered. They couldn't hide it. They told everyone in sight. And all were amazed when they heard how God came down on that glorious night. As I listened to that verse over and over again, I realized that there were two things that really we could take away from that verse. The first is that all were amazed when they heard that God came down on that glorious night. For us, we've heard the Christmas story over and over again a hundred times probably. It's a story we know quite well. We know the key figures, we know the key phrases, that the infant was wrapped in swaddling clothes, laid in a manger, there was no room in the inn. It's a story we know so well, but I think because we know it so well that sometimes we can become a little numb to it, maybe desensitized to the true meaning of this story. But to think back to that first Christmas night when these shepherds hear this news and they go and they look for the sign, the sign of an infant in the manger, and what an extraordinary sign that was. That wasn't a sight that they would see all that often that an infant would be placed in the feeding trough for animals. And so once they happened upon Jesus, they knew that they had seen the one who they had heard about. And as that song says, and as the scriptures tell us, they went away and their lives were changed, and they began to tell everyone in sight. They couldn't hide it. They had to tell everyone. And all were amazed what happened on that glorious night. Because what happened on that glorious night was that Jesus, the Son of God, was born for us in that manger. That God visited his people, that God was with us. That our invisible God in the person of Jesus becomes visible. And so all were amazed at this. Fulton Sheen, one of the famous figures of the last century, said that in all world religions, it's only in Christianity that we believe that God became like us, that God walked on this earth with us. And so really to revisit that and to be amazed and filled with wonder and awe at such great a mystery. As we hear that Christmas story again, as we look at the mangers in our own home and in our church, 
Maybe there's some element of the Christmas story that we haven't explored fully. Some part of the story that we can experience anew as if it was for the first time. Maybe it's thinking about those shepherds who hear from an angel this great news. What would have been like for us to hear about this sign that was in Bethlehem? Would we have gone at the prompting of an angel or would we have dismissed it? That mustn't have happened. Maybe it's exploring that. So in this Christmas day, I encourage you maybe to explore the Christmas story with your family. Maybe come to some sort of new insight to be filled with amazement that God came down on that glorious night. The second thing from that song, from that verse of that song that that I listened to a few weeks ago, the shepherds wondered, they couldn't hide it, they told everyone in sight. So they saw that God came down on that glorious night and they had to share it with everyone. They couldn't keep it in, it was something that had to be shared. That's something that we still do to this very day and some of our Christmas songs capture that. For example, go tell it on a mountain over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. This is something we must share with our family and our friends, our co-workers, with all that we meet. But the reality is, is if God has become with us, that God is present among us, that he visited our people, and that Jesus, as he walked and talked, he said that, do not be afraid, I am with you until the end of the age. So even today, God is still with us. God came on that Christmas morning, but even now, God is present each and every day in our lives. And so I think we must become aware of those moments in which God is working in our lives to be filled with wonder and awe, not only at Bethlehem, but at how God works in our daily lives. And then to be able to share that with everyone in sight. What is it that we would share? I think that we have to think about three things when we share. Who am I going to tell? What am I going to tell them? And how am I going to tell them? So now I'm going to share something with you. So who am I going to tell? I'm going to tell you because, in a sense, you're a captive audience, or if not captive, at least hostages right now. (laughs) And why am I going to tell you? I'm going to tell you because I think it's very important for us to realize, even in the very small things, that God is present in our lives. And so this is what happened on this past Tuesday, that the campus minister and I at uh, Lourdes Academy, we were asked to plan a prayer service. There's a young girl in Oshkosh who's on hospice, a teenager dying of cancer. And so some of the students at Lourdes know her, and we were asked to put together a prayer service. And our biggest fear, since it was optional, was that maybe only two students would come. To our amazement, over 15 students came, but as I looked out on that morning and saw some of the students who were there, there was one girl in particular that I knew had just moved in the past year. And I said to her, you don't even know her, do you? And she said, no, I don't. And I said, well, why is it that you came? She said, it just seemed like the right thing to do. So God was truly present and working in the life of that young person, that she felt God asking her to do something and she responded. She realized the presence of God in her life. And for me, that became a witness, a sign of God at work. Another parent was sharing with me that their son or daughter was away at college. And as they were there, they realized it was Advent. And every Advent, they had gone to confession. That was something that they did at school. And the student wanted to go to confession. They looked, they sought out the local church in town where the college was, and they went and got in line, but the line was really long, and the priest couldn't hear all the confessions before Mass. 
And the young person then was, as, as they were waiting in line, the priest came out and said, I'll hear the rest after Mass. Well, everyone lines up after Mass is done, and about 20 minutes later, they realize the priest isn't coming, that the priest had forgot. But this young person still wanted to go to the Sacrament of Reconciliation, and that's why the parent asked me what, when St. Raphael would be having our special times for confession during the last week of Advent. I don't know if the student came or not, but again, the reality that God was with this person was prompting that person to do something, and they were aware of it, and they responded. And to me, again, a great sign of hope. Oftentimes, we say our young people, they don't believe in God anymore. They dismiss religion. I think these two young people are examples that God is truly with them, that God is acting in their lives. It became a story that now that I want to tell everyone in sight. Today we celebrate that great mystery of Christmas in which God came down on that glorious night. It's a story that we've heard over and over again, and it's a story that we continue to share with everyone this day. This morning when I ordered my uh, white mocha coffee from Starbucks, the barista said to me, Merry Christmas. And when we say Merry Christmas, we're really sharing the story of Christmas once again, because it allows us to call to mind Christ was born for us. It's a way that we tell that story, and in our lives, we'll have that experience of God. And I hope that as you become aware of God's movement and God's happening in your life, that you'll begin to share in your families, maybe at the dinner table once a week, to share where you saw God present in that week. Because God came down on that glorious night in Bethlehem, but God is still present with us on each and every glorious day that we are given.